I realized that the tools were here to bring a new proof of location. And that's what really blew my mind, and that's when we joined Horses and Founded Platinum. Hi, my name is Kirsten Jowett. I'm a proof of location specialist, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me for the very first episode of Lay of the Land. My special guests today are Dr. Lionel Wolberger and Alone Mason of Platin. Dr. Wolberger and Alone were brave enough to take the leap and agree to be on my first podcast. I'm very grateful to them for generously providing me their time and expertise so I could share their knowledge and the information about their project with you. I also wanted to let you know that there are quite a few technical difficulties in this first podcast. The sound quality is inconsistent and it might be difficult to hear at times, but please stick with it. My guests are very interesting. I've learned a lot about recording for podcasts already, and even though I was really nervous for this first podcast, and I'm still on a super steep learning curve, I've jumped in with both feet and I'm getting there. Each podcast is getting better and better. I'm excited to share the next podcast with you because I've set up in a recording studio and the sound quality is greatly improved, so hang in there. Thanks for being here on this adventure with me as I learn to be a podcaster and delve deeper into the world of proof of location. Another small note just to keep in mind for this podcast, Dr. Wahlberger and I were talking about zero-knowledge proofs, which is a term in cryptography, and when we were explaining it, Dr. Wahlberger referred to the puzzle game Where's Waldo? Platin is based in Israel, but I think in other parts of the world, America and Australia, the game is called Where's Wally? But you get the point. I think everyone knows what he's talking about. Just wanted to highlight that it's, yes, it's the same game Where's Wally? Okay, here we go. <laughs> guests today are the co-founders of Platin. Platin is a combination of location data and a lightweight and secure proof of location protocol to make this possible. Platin allows anyone to geolocate a digital asset, such as cryptocurrency or document or image, anything like that, anywhere on the map, anywhere in the world, in real time. This is made possible through open, privacy-preserving, zero-knowledge proofs developed as part of the Platin protocol. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Lionel Wahlberger and Alone Mason, co-founders of Platin. Welcome, Alone and Dr. Wahlberger. Good to be here. Thank you very much for having us. Good to be here. I'll just add that Alone Mason is in his car today, so he may sound a bit distant, and he may have to step away to make some maneuvers. That's right, and I'll try to participate as much as I can, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, some podcast. Platin is doing some very exciting work in the niche area of proof of location of blockchain technology. Can you talk to us a little bit about what Platin is doing and how you got into this space? Yeah, we we don't really think of it as a niche. We like to say location is everywhere, or as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Uh, location is involved in almost every business and every value proposition. Unfortunately, the way location is handled today, there's a lot of... Uh, discomfort around uh, privacy, around data provenance. People aren't sure uh, where their data is going and um, who gets it. So we are passionate about bringing uh, new location capabilities to the blockchain revolution. And we got started because of our passion for cryptocurrency and decentralized technologies. Lone, um, she asked about how we got started, and I always enjoy 
um, hearing you talk about your passion just for cryptocurrency itself. So why don't you start with that? Right. So I'll give I'll give the short version of the story as how as to how Platinum was born. Um, my background was actually from uh, uh, various uh, ventures as an entrepreneur in the Israeli tech industry. So uh, for over a decade, I was managing a uh, freelance marketplace. We eventually transitioned that freelance marketplace into uh, one focused on virtual reality and augmented reality. And uh, in parallel, though, throughout the years, I was quite interested in Bitcoin and the potential and uh, of, of this new currency and the underlying technology and how mining works. And I started looking at that more, more in detail. Uh, I did start trading cryptocurrencies as sort of like just a, a side side hobby uh, to learn more about the different alt currencies out there. But I was always intrigued by how Bitcoin mining works and kind of frustrated at the same time that it's become so centralized. Uh, you know, a handful of miners with a tremendous amount of passion power are really controlling Bitcoin mining. And part of the vision for decentralized cryptocurrency is really that it's fully democratized and, and, and really decentralized. The problem with Bitcoin was that it was sort of veering away from that vision. So I'm sorry, Alon, you're dropping out. I'll have to ask you to repeat that, or maybe Dr. Wahlberger can step in. What he, what he said there was... Um, okay. He was really trading and very excited um, about the this new digital currency. I mean, it was really transformative. Uh, but he was also very daunted with just the uh, way that you had to deal with it. It was very difficult to open a wallet, to do the transfers, to validate them. And uh, Alon was uh, telling me... we. We would hang out at Cornell alumni events. We both went to Cornell University. Uh, and he was talking about how he really wanted to bring this into the hands of ordinary people. And in his brain, it kind of combined with his uh, passion also for AR, for augmented reality and mixed reality. Uh, and he thought, what if we made the coins more real and more physical, that you could actually see them and pick them up? Now, uh, I always... Uh, I've really, Alon's a friend of mine, and I really respect what he's, he's achieved with his startups as an entrepreneur. But this was the first time that he really piqued my interest deeply when he talked about picking up the coin, because that's when I realized you can only pick up the coin if you have a, a secure proof of location. Now, I had dealt personally with uh, proof of location and actually proximity issues in Cisco's secure video. We had a project there that I was um, involved with uh, in China, where they were very concerned with whether the box that people bought was actually in the address where it was supposed to be, and these boxes had a GPS chip in them. It turns out it's very difficult to, uh, to prove that if you just have a GPS chip. Uh, and what, what really my eureka moment or inspirational moment when I just like, couldn't sleep and started doing all this research was I realized that the insight of Bitcoin or blockchain, that you can have decentralized, incentivized actions by independent actors that result in a system that accrues trust 
that that can be applied to location as well, that the nodes can not only use the traditional GPS, but they can use the much richer sensor environment that we have today, which is getting richer every day with uh, more advanced Wi-Fi standards and 5G is coming, uh, but also this insight into cryptographic incentivization and gain. All right, uh, you broke up there as well. So uh, it was gaming and... What I what I tried to express was what what blew my mind the eureka moment that um, I had dealt with secure proof of location and proximity proofs in the past and they're very difficult because you have what's called the replay problem. Uh, it, it's it's very hard to prevent a replay because replays happen at nearly the speed of light. Uh, but this new insight into distributed uh, incentivizations and declarations uh, that nodes can witness each other, I realized that the tools were here to bring a new proof of location. And that's what uh, it really blew my mind, and that's uh, when we joined forces and founded Platinum. Coincidentally, this all happened right when the Technion, uh, which is, you know, world's leading university, uh, some of the world's thought leaders in cryptography work there, um, and I mentor students there and I teach there. Uh, and by coincidence, the Technion decided to devote a summer to blockchain technology. So the inventor of Zcash, um, world leaders in cryptoanalysis, um, public key cryptographers were all there. So right when Platinum was formed, we had a pretty intense uh, first encounter at the Technion, and we started research, which in the end is what we built into Platinum's technology and what we're now starting to release to our communities of uh, developers. That's great. And uh, some news coming up, I think, in 20 days, or actually, you've got some news coming up soon. Yes. Where, where are you in the development process? So we're um, in, in development, we have uh, things working. Uh, we are integrated with the um, uh, Binance wallet. We do uh, proof of location with the Ethereum contract. We have Solidity Geo, our geographical language. All of this is uh, what I would say uh, internally working, and we're slowly releasing according to our uh, roadmap. So the first release ha was to the standards group because Platin would like its proof of location uh, to come through the standards body, and we've selected the World Wide Web because we feel that the World Wide Web is the standards used by ordinary people. They don't even think of it as standards. They frankly think of it as the Internet. We just recently published an article on that. Um, Generally, people think they're using the Internet, but they're not. They're using the World Wide Web. All the services that they know and love when they're using their smartphones or their computers, that's really the World Wide Web. And so the World Wide Web was founded by Sir Tim Berners-Lee. I have the good fortune to work directly with him. And what we're doing is uh, codifying through a group there called the Verifiable Claims uh, Community Credentials Group. We're um, standardizing the location claim because the World Wide Web, we feel, is the leader in taking things that sound like techno-speak and, um, and making them usable by ordinary people. The primary example of that is TLS, which even those initials nobody's heard of, but ordinary people. Um, and when I say ordinary, I don't, I don't mean ordinary. I mean people. Uh, we, we're very interested in, in people living full, rich human lives with, with dignity. 
And so people use their smartphones and use their um, computers to buy things, to read things. And there's a tiny padlock that shows up. Now, I personally was on a lot of that journey because I got to know the man who invented that padlock. I worked closely with him on teams uh, delivering technology. So that's an example. That padlock, if you start to look at how it works, you'll immediately get into technospeak and gobbledygook. You'll be talking about public and private keys, um, key exchange, sequence diagrams, cryptographic flows, attack surfaces. But, you know, it's like that with everything. When you drive your car, you know, when you need to fix your car, you take it to a mechanic. And so the World Wide Web is really like the mechanics of our Internet and digital lives. And so uh, Plan has committed to standardizing through the World Wide Web. So we've, uh, we've, we've released now our first uh, draft of our approach, which uh, it's been elevated to what's called a report, which is better than a paper uh, in the W3C. And uh, our next step is to release our zero-knowledge proof so that uh, the um, experts and geniuses can inspect what we're doing and um, you know, kick the tires and make sure the mechanics of it all stand up. And then after that, we're, uh, we'll be sharing the uh, wallet integration. Um, Binance, which is the world's leading uh, cryptographic exchange, has a wallet called Trust Wallet, and uh, we're working with its founder, uh, and we're going to be implementing this protocol in there. So those are the beginnings of our roadmap, which then continues past there to Solidity Geo and Geos, which is our geographical language, um, secure beacons and um, signal harvesting that people can run on their phones, uh, etc. Are you trying to build a blockchain application, but you're surrounded by self-proclaimed ICO advisors and middlemen? Flex Dapps are a Melbourne-based DAP development studio. They work with highly regarded clients like the Australian Red Cross and RMIT University. They're technology agnostic and always seek the best solution to meaningful problems. Visit flexdaps.com, F-L-E-X-D-A-P-P-S.com for awesome blockchain developers. You can also email hello at flexdaps.com, H-E-L-L-O at F-L-E-X-D-A-P-P-S.com to get in touch. That's great. You've touched on so many things there, Dr. Wahlberger. Um, I just want to go back a little bit, if I can, uh, to address the zero-knowledge proofs that you're coming out with. Uh, can you talk to us? There will be some, some listeners who will understand a bit of cryptography. So can you just, because they're an exciting part of the whole blockchain space at the moment, can you talk a little bit about how zero-knowledge proofs will be incorporated into your protocol? Sure. Uh, so... Zero knowledge is a strange combination of words, uh, zero knowledge, not having any knowledge. But in fact, what zero knowledge tries to express is that you are able to prove that you have some knowledge without revealing the exact details of that knowledge. Uh, it's kind of like um, uh, if I have a Where's Waldo book that's uh, a illustrated series of books. Have you ever seen it, Kirsten? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So uh, Waldo travels the world in his red and white striped hat, and 
the illustrator drew all these very detailed drawings of people in all kinds of red clothing and white clothing and doing all kinds of things. And it's, it's quite difficult to find Waldo on a page, and you sit there, uh, and it's a, it's a fun puzzle to solve. You pour over the pages, and there's little jokes. And uh, if you're lucky, at some point you find Waldo, and you always know when you found him because he's Waldo. He has that hat and those glasses, and you know. Now, uh, it's a great example, a great way to explain zero knowledge. So if we're looking at a Where's Waldo book together, the book mm -hmm. is open, yeah. and uh, I say I know where Waldo is. Now, you can say prove it. Now, if I prove it, if I point to him, then you also know where Waldo is. It turns out that there's very clever, and this is like really um, mind-blowing, I think, that I can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that I know where Waldo is, but without pointing to him on the page, without enabling you to know where Waldo is. And this tr really is mathematically a zero-knowledge uh, proof. I will prove to you that I know where Waldo is, but you still won't know how to locate him. Can you think of a way to do that? It's quite a puzzle. I've presented this to uh, classes and uh, courses. You know, I teach, as I mentioned, in universities. And frankly, only once I had a, a student or a listener solve it right then and there. Alone, you were there when that happened. Remember? Who was that? He just jumped in and he solved it. Uh, so I'll, I'll pause for a minute. Uh, can you think of a way, Kirsten? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I want you to engage with the puzzle. How can I show you, prove to you, that I know where Waldo is without enabling you to find Waldo? <laughs> I love this game. This is really cool. Um, while you're talking, you're you're very good at explaining things because I've never had it Thank you. like that, right? But it did give me freedom to uh, understand it myself in my own way. And the way, the way I see it now is I'm standing at the front of a hedge maze and you are, um, possibly ab uh, above the maze or something like that. Maybe you're on a, a little, one of those jetpacks. You've got a jetpack and above the maze. And, and I say, well, where's Waldo? And you say, I know where Waldo is. And I say, Show me where's Waldo, and you can go straight to Waldo and pick him up in your jetpack from the middle of the maze. I don't know how, which line, which part of the hedge he's in, but you pick him up and put him back in the same place. And I don't know where he is. I don't know how to find him, but you've just shown me that he's there. That's, that's brilliant, I have to tell you. That's exactly what we need to do. Um, now, in your... Um, a very picturesque way of picturing it. By the way, I can almost hear the birds chirping at this wonderful hedgerow maze. <laughs> um, that would work. That would be a zero-knowledge way of doing it because I would pick up Waldo. So you look, you see I'm holding him. So yeah. you know that I found him and then I put him back. But we actually now have to think if we really want to secure proof. And Platinum is about secure proof of location. So you have to have a slightly devious brain. You have to think, how could I fool you? Like I reached down to the hedgerow, but maybe I just reached into my pocket. Maybe I don't really know where Waldo is in the hedgerow. Maybe I have a different Waldo, you see? So I could fool you. So let's, let's take your uh, almost cinematic version of it and just flatten it to where we're sitting together on a um, couch 
and we're holding that book in front of us. And I'll pick up Waldo from the page in front of you. I'll say, here's Waldo. I'll pick him up and show you and then put him back. Okay, it's, so it's the same as your hedgerow story, but we're sitting there with the book. You're with me? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, but now the fact that I picked him up off the page, you see where I touched the page. So I have given away the knowledge of where he is, right? right. Yes. I don't, I don't, I, if, look, if you want to puzzle over this for a few weeks, we can reveal the secret on the next podcast. <laughs> and that's exactly what we'll do. Tune in next time for the conclusion of our zero knowledge proofs discussion, some interesting use cases for Platin and how Platin really works. This podcast is not financial advice. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation, and other advice to check how this podcast relates to your unique circumstances. The makers of this podcast are not liable for any loss caused, whether due to negligence or otherwise arising from the use of or reliance on the information provided directly or indirectly in this podcast. The mention of any company, currency, exchange, or person is not an endorsement of that entity. See you next time on Lay of the Land.